0: From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast.
1: Welcome back. It's another day of Locked On Chiefs here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're going to get into what is not great news for the Kansas City Chiefs with the arrest of Frank Clark, what it means, where it's going, and what else we have to get into. We have a lot for you, Chiefs fans, uh, NFL fans around the league. I'm sure we'll get... Uh, Some listeners and watchers that aren't on here, we are on YouTube as well as all the podcast platforms. You would go sub over on our new channel. We're kind of digging this thing. You get to see Chris finally, Um, my illustrious co-host, Chris Clark. Uh, I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host at RGR Football on YouTube as well. And if you don't know us yet, uh, we've been covering this team since, I don't know, seven or eight years now on audio. Um, We've been in and out of the entire run of Andy Reid's career. And uh, it's something that we enjoy quite a bit. You'll get all kinds of front office takes, um, technique, film, the whole nine yards from us, Uh, especially when it's somebody that we have to talk about in a lot of detail, like a starter on the defensive line that had a run in today with or I guess last night uh, with law enforcement is in, I think, a pretty rough spot for his career.
0: Yeah, definitely, and this is a year that he definitely didn't – I mean, there's never a good time for something like this to happen, obviously, but he is in a make-it-or-break-it year, and I think that Kansas City could have been looking to move on from him after this season uh, just because of the way his contract was and the way he's been performing. And don't get me wrong, I know he's been hurt. He's dealing with something with his stomach. We don't know really what that is. So there's a lot of questions regarding him in general, and we are talking about Frank Clark because so I don't think you mentioned that in this part of the segment. Uh, who was arrested uh, for having a weapon in California uh, in his Lamborghini SUV. Now, I don't want to make light of the
1: situation, but I didn't even know Lamborghinis made SUVs.
0: That's true, too. I was (laughs) quite surprised about that. But then you add in the fact that he had basically what is being reported as an Uzi. Uh, That's questionable, to say the least.
1: Yeah. And we've had it from a number of the beat reporters as well as the national media, including, uh, Sam McDowell over at the star who has a lot of detail on it. Uh, you can check them out. I hope that you do. Matt Derrick will have a piece on it at Chiefs Digest as well. The details of it are not something that we can get into with any kind of, of validity. So let's just leave it as it's a felony charge on right. a weapon for a guy who's had arrest records. Uh, this isn't, this isn't something that I think can be avoided. I mean, he's from Los Angeles. He was in Los Angeles in a gotta be a hundred thousand dollar car. I mean, there's there's a balance oh, a to be hundred struck.
0: Thousand
1: right. Car. I mean, there's a balance to be struck about protecting yourself versus what you're legally allowed to do as a guy that's got an arrest record. So I, I think there's a couple of different angles that all play into what the situation is, and that the Chiefs don't know what's going on or what they're gonna be able to do with him this particular season.
0: No, I think that's very accurate. I think you also are looking at a situation where if it's just a handgun, it's a little maybe you feel a little bit differently about it, although I'm not sure what the laws are in California. I don't think you can possess a firearm at all. So in the law's eyes, it probably doesn't matter. But an Uzi of all the things to have, which is what's being reported right now, uh, that is above and beyond anything that you can really try to even kind of justify, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. I mean, the legality of it is going to be what it is. I, I have not seen the actual charges. I haven't been able to read um, Sam's piece since this actually broke. Um, so I'm sure there's more detail in there. We're going to get more from the, the police department as well as the DA's office. I am very, well, very sure.
0: Yeah, and you have to wonder what's this going to mean. And obviously, this doesn't really matter right now, but it's a question that's going to be asked by everybody. What's this going to mean for his career with the Chiefs this season? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, it's a felony, so it's pretty serious. Is it possible that they're going to plead it down? It's possible. Uh, In a high-profile case like this, the DA can plead down or the DA can come after you. I mean, who knows which way it's going to go. So right now, we just don't know. And they want to make an example of him. Like I said, it's a felony. It's really serious. He could end up in jail.
1: Yeah. And I do want to be absolutely clear about it, though, from the detail that we do have right now. It was not any kind of, of crime committed. It was not in right. the act of anything else. He was pulled over for a traffic violation.
0: And then they it, saw it in his bag.
1: Right, right. So there, there's no there's no other criminality to it. So I don't want anybody to get warped out of out of whack here. If this is the first that you're hearing of it, I want to make sure that we, we lay that out. It is a possession charge, not a usage charge.
0: Right, um, but, but it still is a felony as a possession charge in California, at least at this time. And so that's going to be the big key is are they going to continue with the with the felony charge? Are they going to plead it down to a misdemeanor? Who knows? With his record, I, I don't know if it's going to keep him from being able to plead it down. It may. Yeah. It and very, that's pure speculation on my part. Sorry. I just want to throw that out.
1: No, I mean, and who knows? I mean, it's a toss up at this point. Right. And you know what? We'll get into more of the details as well as what it means for the team, how they can adapt to it here in a little bit, because the other toss up is a lot of people want to bet online and one of our sponsors this week is bet online. They are the fastest and easiest way to place your sports action bets. That is something that you can do, uh, even in California. Okay. Uh, and the baseball season is in full swing. There are a lot of other things. There's a lot of props and stuff going on as we get ready for the pre training camp, the fantasy season and all that. You can get all the news and odds, all your sporting needs for every other league over at betonline.ag and don't sit on the sidelines get yourself in the game get a chance to be in the game and whether it's teams prep for their playoff runs or you prep for trying to win head to the website and use your mobile device today receive 50 percent off of your first deposit that's a pretty good healthy bonus on your deposit check out betonline.ag your online sports book experts and use the promo code locked on
0: you know I'm not sure where you wanted to go with this whole thing with Frank Clark, and I think we've kind of covered as much as we can. The other big piece of news that broke over the weekend that we really never even discussed, Mahomes is on Madden again. Yeah. He's splitting it with Tom Brady this time, uh, and so that's going to be interesting, uh, but he's on Madden again. Yeah, I mean, and I, three years starting, two, two Madden covers, I'd say that's pretty good.
1: Right. But, well, when you get to back-to-back Super Bowls, you're going to get the attention. I am actually thinking about what this does for Patrick. I mean, for Chiefs fans, it's another reason to buy Madden. I haven't bought it since he was on the cover. I'll probably buy this one again. I'll just tell you that. EA Sports, if you want to send me one, I'm more than happy to demo it for
0: you. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> and uh, we can tape over Tom Brady, so, you know, no big deal. Right?
1: But, but that's the interesting thing is, like, as this goes on, and one of the things that I talked about on the live stream um, Monday night as well was what does this do for Patrick? I mean, forget what it does for Chiefs Kingdom. For Patrick, because now it's not just, hey, he knocked you out of the playoffs that first year, and then you got your Super Bowl, and then you went head to head, and Tom actually came out on top when a lot of people didn't think he would. Like, if Patrick can get to another Super Bowl and get another victory, and start back down that path of, and he be amongst the greatest of all time, this is like drawing visual evidence back to Patrick, like he's never going to get away from Tom Brady, and I hope knowing the competitor that he is that he takes that and internalizes it and lets that drive him on towards more success for this franchise.
0: And I think it's going to, I do think it's going to drive him. I do think that it's great for him. And honestly, it's great for the chiefs and the NFL in general, because Mahomes is pretty much the picture boy of the NFL right now. I mean, he is that guy. He is the, the ultimate, uh, superstar, as you would say, uh, He is the face of the entire NFL, and that's just the reality of it. I know there are a lot of people out there that don't like that, uh, but that's the reality for the next 10 to 15 years, I would say. Uh, And honestly, you start looking at what Mahomes is doing with his body, and I know know, we're talking about Madden, but since we also are mentioning Brady, I'm not going to say Mahomes is playing at 45, but with the way he takes care of his body, as long as he's able to get past the, the couple of nagging injuries he's had early on in his career, we could be seeing him play at 40 or 41 or 42. Absolutely. He is, he is a guy that heals very quickly. He takes his rehab very seriously, and he tries to keep himself, himself healthy. So I would not be surprised if he isn't playing at 41 or 42, if he can get past these first couple of years of injuries.
1: Yeah, uh, that's very true. And injuries are what will derail you. I think we do need to address... What Frank Clark's misstep here has brought to the roster because it That's creates – it's a significant hole.
0: Yeah. Huge. And, and even, even if, if you were playing Chris Jones at the end, you have a bigger issue. But with Chris Jones, it helps a little bit. But you still don't have your what you want. And, and you're right. We don't know what they're going to do with that position. We hope that he's going to be able to play this year. Who knows? Well
1: I, maybe we'll talk about the options or how they adapt to it here coming up, but let let's let's look at this like right now, what can we expect? The chiefs haven't made at this point when we're recording they haven't made a statement. I'm guessing they're going to gather their facts, find out what the the police record means or says and, and all that before we even hear from them. but this is not just about the team no the league will have something to say about this, knowing the past history as well, so we could be facing a thing where it's not up to the chiefs where he faces a suspension, where he won't be available. It's not a possible. question of do you keep him or not. It's he's suspended indefinitely or whatever the, the length is. That creates one set of problems for what you have to do on the field. It's it's outside of the PR, or the you know uh, moral question that they're going to have to answer about what they do if they are allowed to make that decision on their own without the league's intervention.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a huge question mark. What are they going to do? I don't know right now. Uh, what's the league going to do? I'm not sure. A lot of question marks that we just don't have any kind of way to answer. And it's all speculation right now at this point. If he gets suspended, though, his entire salary comes off the books. Right. So, you know, the Chiefs go from $8 million available to close to $25 million available. Uh, and actually, you know, his cap number for this year is $25.8 million. Mm-hmm. If he gets suspended for any length of time and if it's, if it's indefinitely, especially – then you're going to almost $32 million in cap space for next year. And who knows what's going to be coming down the road. And you have to also wonder if another arrest changes any kind of guarantees that he may have still had left on his contract.
1: Yeah. The guarantees could be in play. If the league suspends him, obviously that gives you some relief in terms of being able to acquire another player, but if they have to suspend him or if they decide to part ways, like they're still out dead money in cap space. There's not recovering that as far as I understand the conduct clause that is in all the NFL contracts. I don't believe that has any impact on salary cap
0: space. So if they cut him since it's past June 1st, they would literally save
1: Mm $500,000.
0: And the problem is, is that then you're creating a huge issue for next year because you're going to have proration of his uh, bonus still going on for the you know in next year's cap so uh you know it's possible that they will you know not do anything and and they'll keep him and maybe the league i would imagine if the league is going to do something they will make it very clear to kansas city that they will do it and they will do it quickly uh this is a pretty i would think cut and dry case because there's just almost no justification for there's almost no way you're going to get out of that type of infraction yeah like. Again, if it was a handgun, maybe it's a little bit of a lesser deal. I don't know. I don't know what the league is going to look at and how they're going to look at it. But the type of weapon, I think, is also going to be in play.
1: <clears throat> it certainly will have an impact. I mean, I don't I don't know what it's going to be. We, we could find out that all the charges are dropped tomorrow, for all I know, if there was somebody else carrying that or whatever. We'll find out, and we'll let you guys know as we find out information about how do they adapt to it, whether it is or isn't there, and we'll – Obviously the cap is what the cap is, but on the field is what we're going to talk about on the backside of this
0: bill bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And Ryan, I'm sure you have your built bar there. And what, what flavor is that again? This would be the immaculate coconut brownie chunk. And that is my favorite by far. Uh, so the question is, is what is your favorite built bar flavor? Coconut brownie chunk by far my favorite. Uh, it is absolutely delicious. They have nine different flavors. When you talk to a Bill Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. Uh, as I said, you already know mine, Coconut Brownie Chunk. Uh, they also have mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salt to caramel. So there's something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you get a mixed box. Oh, and look at that. Ryan's got more of them. I can't see what type it is, but <laughs> I think that's – is that the grasshopper one? It is. Okay, there you go. Those are pretty good, too. It's not the same Coconut Brownie Chunk, but it's pretty good. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy, too. There's only 17 grams. There, sorry, there's 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar and only four grams of net carbs in most of the flavors. A couple of the flavors have 18 grams of protein and just 180 calories, five grams of sugar and five grams of net carbs. So barely a little bit more. Uh, but that's definitely something people that are health conscious are going to want to look at. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. I'm telling you, try the coconut brownie chunk. It is absolutely fantastic. Go to billbar.com and use promo code lock 15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code lock 15 for 15% off at billbar.com. And with that, uh, I have to say, you know, I'm going to at least stop by your house sometime and probably (laughs) make all those coconut brownie chunks disappear like... (laughs) Yeah,
1: if I can hide them from the kids, I can hide them from you.
0: Yeah, (laughs) not worth the eight-hour drive for that. But uh, they are very good.
1: But hey, and everybody will find something. They like give them a shot. Um, We actually have grown quite fond of them as more than just a sponsor, but a a partner in this. Partners are tough, Um, and Chris Jones was looking for one to be a bookend. His move to end, like you said earlier, does not alleviate this issue. No. and and whether it's cap space or not or whatever, if Frank Clark's not available to be on the field, it changes things dramatically because I don't think the Chiefs have faith in anyone else on this roster to be a three-down player. So now you're talking about platooning, and you're talking about getting caught out of personnel groups possibly. I think that puts a big twist on what they can and will do. If they do have to... Play games without Frank Clark. Do you think that they have to go out and get someone else?
0: I would almost say I would even put it to the point of if they have to play games without Frank Clark, it's going to depend on how many games, obviously, Mm -hmm. but if he gets indefinitely suspended and you think he's done it for the year, I wouldn't be shocked if they make a trade for somebody Mm -hmm. because that is how big of a massive hole that is right now. There are a lot of things that you can do. But the problem is, is that you're in a situation where now you can't get Breland back in here. Breland would have helped because you have better, you know, you have better corners. That would have helped the situation a little bit. But now you're still going with all your young guys, which I think they had faith in. And you may be without, I would say, arguably your second best pass rusher, because I don't know that I would put him at number one. I think Chris Jones really is. And at that point, what are you going to do? You, you don't have somebody that's going to set the edge because that was the other thing with Chris Jones is that they were always going to be running away from Frank Clark and running at Chris Jones because Frank Clark was so good at the edge. That's something you're going to horribly miss. Yes, you're looking at sacks for Clark, but he does so many other things on the defense that have been so valuable for this team. Uh, if you're going to miss him for multiple games, it's going to be a big deal and they've got to get it figured out.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's difficult. The trade and, is an you may never scenario.
0: Know. yeah, you may never you you may not know until during you know almost season what's going to happen and how long they're going to suspend him. and indefinite is so wide open is indefinite eight weeks, you would think it'd be the entire season, but without clarification, sorry, I didn't mean you're up, but that you know i I really just i don't have a clue
1: no and
0: this is a horrible know. position to be in
1: it is i I'm intrigued by your idea of trades um because I do think that that is probably especially if it does turn out to be the scenario, if the league's expensive and you have the availability of the cap. That, I mean, that's what it all comes down to. Because without it, I think you there's a couple of of things that you could do free agent-wise that could at least get you by. Um, they had talks with Melvin Ingram earlier in the yep.
0: offseason. I was happen. about to mention that myself.
1: Um, and I know a lot of, of Chiefs fans are going to be saying, bring back Justin Houston. He's a street free agent right now. I don't know. I know that the, the bridge was, was, you know, It was set on fire. Yeah, I don't know if it burned to the ground, but it it got hot.
0: Did it become Um, ash? We don't know. But, yeah, I I have a hard time believing Houston would come back to Kansas City. Um, Maybe, I guess, but I don't think so. Uh, I think that if they're going to have to be looking at some kind of replacement, again, it depends on how long he's going to be out. If he's out four games, you're not probably making a trade because you can't afford to. Yeah. Uh, if you're if he's out eight games, maybe you start thinking about it because that's $12.5 million. Is there somebody out there that you can go trade for that you can get that kind of value? I mean, possibly. And then at that point, you're even in a better position when Frank Clark is able to come back if he's back after, at the end of the season.
1: Well, I'll tell you, I agree with you on Justin Houston. Melvin Ingram would be a question mark. I think he would probably be the primary contact. You could look at Olivier Vernon, who's actually a year younger than both those guys. Um, I believe he's still out there. I don't know that you want to make the investment in him, but again, a guy that could get you through until you can figure out maybe a trade partner. the The problem I see with that is it's almost like the reverse Mahomes effect, especially with what they've been able to add and how you know a lot of Lewis Riddick is talking the Chiefs' offense up a lot and everything. Like, I don't know that anyone's going to willingly trade a defensive starter to them or a guy that's even close to a starter level in order to, to help them get better.
0: And I would agree with that for the most part, but teams are always going to be desperate, and if they don't want to pay somebody, that will go a long way. So I would agree with you completely. I think that teams, are, especially playoff teams that are in contention, aren't going to trade somebody that would help Kansas City. But if you're a bad team and you don't want to pay somebody this year because uh, and you're thinking of cutting them, you'd rather trade him to Kansas City than cut them because then you get something back. So are there going to be any pass rushers out there that are in a a bad situation in a bad city that could possibly be cut? I would think that there's going to be a couple. I don't, I can't name them off the top of my head, but you always need pass rushers. So it's going to be a question of how you're going to get it done. And the other thing I will say is maybe Kansas City just looks at this and says, okay, if we're not going to have Frank Clark, we're not going to have Frank Clark. Maybe we are going to platoon. But maybe this is Andy Reid saying, you know what? Okay, we won't have a great defense this year. That's gonna suck. But Patrick can score forty-five points a game,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and people jump down this and, up and, to eleven, and, right? And people will chuckle and say they they can't average forty-five points a game. Um, yeah, <laughs> go ahead and tell me that after you watch them play a couple times this season. I think that they could get close to forty at least on a regular basis against just about any defense. As long as their line stays healthy, that's the caveat.
1: Yeah. I'll give you one other possibility way down the list, and that's only because the Chiefs are a team that likes familiarity. And as I understand it, Alex Okafor is still out there on the free agent list as well. It might be a a very cheap contract. They can just get somebody to shore it up, see what you have in the young guys, and go from there. So,
0: I'd love um, that move, actually.
1: Yeah. I think Okafor
0: was looking good before he got hurt, and I think that he liked being in Kansas City. Uh, in Kansas City, he would know the system. He could step right in. He could contribute. No, the problem is nobody's going to be Frank Clark at this point. But the other argument that you could also make is that Frank Clark wasn't even Frank Clark the past two years for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, what are you really replacing? You know, is it going to be close enough to be good enough? I don't know. I it's we're going to have to be in a wait and see approach, and that sucks.
1: It does. Hopefully we have a clearer picture tomorrow or the next day. We will have updates for you when we get them. So keep it here, whether you're one of the new subs on YouTube or you're listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, whatever you're used to iTunes. I guess it's Apple Podcasts now. I can't even keep up with what Apple's doing. So thank you for your time. Thank you for your iTunes reviews. If you're new, hit the sub over on YouTube and give us an iTunes review. Give us that five star if you would. We appreciate the help. And we'll have more for you when we know more. Thank you for listening to us today. We'll catch you next time. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.